Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study. Tonight we're going to be looking at Proverbs 23 and verse 18. And this is our second study looking at this verse. It says, For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. And, of course, the Lord is um, speaking to his people, and he is uh, telling us, first of all, the end of the world is certain. The end of this world is an absolute. It's an absolute declaration from the God of the Bible. Now, there are a couple of verses found here and there in the Bible in which the statement is made, world without an amen. One verse or one place this is found is Ephesians 3 and um, in verse 21. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And there is a church or two that is out there that has taught its people that this is to be taken literal, that it's referring to this world. And when these people hear about um, the end of the world, they they'll quote one of these few verses And I'll say, world without an amen. And, of course, that's in keeping with mankind's deep-seated belief that the world is eternal. That this world will never end. And and so, of course, you can attract people to that kind of gospel, uh, that kind of uh, teaching. There'll, There'll be many who would eagerly want to believe that because deep down that's the natural state of of understanding of the unsaved individual they they think this world will last to all generations a caller on our question and answer program last night brought up this verse in Psalm 49 um it, it says in Let's see, in verse 10, I'll start reading there. For he seeth that wise men die, likewise the fool and the brutish person perish, and leave their wealth to others. Their inward thought is, this is speaking of the fool and the brutish person, the unsaved, their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever, and their dwelling places to all generations They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. He is like the beasts that perish. So, yes, the inner thought of the unsaved is that they will continue forever. The earth will continue forever. And they are completely wrong. Because the Bible says not so. God in numerous places indicates the end of the world. Isaiah chapter 13. 
Isaiah 34, in 1 John 2, verses 15 through 17, the statement is made, the world passes away. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 1, the Apostle John is shown a vision in which the heavens and the earth passed away. And in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10 and following, this present earth burns, it melts with a fervent heat along with the entire universe. And many, many other scriptures. Now again, uh, individuals who would quote a verse like world without end, amen, they, they fail the Bible's guideline, the Bible's, um, criteria for coming to truth by not comparing that statement with everything else in the Bible. And if they were to do that, immediately they would find, well, it can't be this world. It, it's not possible according to 2 Peter 3.10 and all the verses just mentioned and many, many more. It's not a possibility that the world without end can be this present world. It, it, in fact, God has made that abundantly clear. It is his full intention to destroy the earth. It must be destroyed because it is cursed and and God uh, will not permit a cursed creation to continue on eternally, nor will he permit a cursed creature such as man to continue on forever. There is an end of the creation. There is an end of man and his sinful rebellion. And, and the Bible tells us so. The Bible tells us absolutely that is the case. Well, what of the statement, world without end, amen? Absolutely true of the new heaven and new earth. And you see, God doesn't give all the information everywhere when he says these things. He expects the Bible student, the reader, the studier of scriptures to do his homework and, and to ask the question, now what, which world is in view? can't be this world. I see that from here, 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 here. Oh, a new heaven, a new earth, as Isaiah 65, verse 17 declares. And and what does the Bible say about that new earth? It will last forever. A world without end, really, is what the Bible says about it. There we go. Now we have properly Search the Bible, fitted the scripture into all scripture, and it harmonizes, and there is no contradiction. The statement is referring to the earth God will create after he destroys this present earth. Therefore, surely there is an end. There is an end. That is 100%. That is a guarantee of the God who cannot lie, the God who is faithful and true, the God who has made promises in his word and has always brought them to pass in their proper time and season from the very beginning when he promised that the Messiah would come. Yes, it was a long while from man's perspective until 
the the fulfillment of the promise over 11,000 years of of history had to unfold first but God faithfully fulfilled his word of sending the messiah and fulfilled all the the little scriptures we would say the little details uh from from Christ being led as a a lamb to the slaughter to having his side pierced and and uh, to the mockers uh, who were wagging their tongues like dogs according to Psalm 22 and of giving him vinegar to drink uh, of these these little scriptures that that nobody perhaps would have noticed uh, or or of course God's people notice every word but but they they were not uh, highlighted in any way just little statements here and there it scattered throughout the Old Testament, and there they are fulfilled. Every word, every jot, every tittle fulfilled because God said it would be. Not a bone of his would be broken. And they broke the, they broke the bones of the thief on the one hand and the thief on the other. But when they came to Jesus, he was dead already, so they break not his bone in accord with the scripture. Every Minor detail was taken care of, accounted for, and came to pass. How much more are the major details? God is concerned with bringing all that he has said to completion, to fulfillment, to pass. And and God in his word has said, surely there is an end. Surely and of course, the Bible tells us about that expected end. The Bible tells us of a world at the time of the end that would be unrecognizable at any other period of time to any other past generation. The world at the time of the end, the world the Bible describes is a world of utter chaos, a world that that is turned upside down good is evil and evil is good a world that that has never been seen upon the face of the earth in all previous history when we look at the biblical statements of Romans 1 or of the Matthew 24 that speaks of the pervasiveness of false teachings and false prophets and false gospels or second thessalonians 2 that tells us there must be a falling away and apostasia where we get our word apostasy from must come first before the coming of the lord and and when we we see that matthew 24 tells us of an increased wickedness that iniquity will abound and the hearts of men will grow cold. And when we we put all these things together, it really describes a bleak, a dire world, a world full of crime, full of coldness of heart, a world in which men marry men and women marry women. Because God said in Romans 1, he would give man up to that particular sin that has never before 
been seen or in evidence to the degree it is today. You can go back to any period of history, before the flood, after the flood, and and yes, you might find a city in Sodom and Gomorrah, but even in Sodom, there's no record of men marrying men and women marrying women. They, They were given over to the sin of homosexuality, but even Sodom did not go that far. Nowhere in all history has such a thing been done as has been done today. And and, and when we look at the world and the, the world telling us it's a good thing that women uh, uh, control their bodies and are able to kill their own children through abortion. And, and now we find that it, it, it's even far more despicable and horrendous than than anybody could imagine of what they're doing with the dead children that they have aborted legally according to the governments of the world. That the, the things that are done ought not to be spoken even in the dark. And yet it continues. Yet it continues and will continue because God has given man up to these terrible sins. So men are so blind to what is right and what is wrong, to what is good and what is evil, that they they don't see the horror of it. They don't see the terribleness of it. And and or they do, and yet their hearts are so cold they're not even moved to action in any way to turn from it. It's a the the things the Bible says about the end of the world have never been so seen as we see them today everywhere. It's not a matter of New York City or Los Angeles or Paris and and Moscow and um, Hong Kong and and the major cities are full of evil. That's typically been the case uh, in in the past, for a long time anyway. Yes, where there are many people gathering together, uh, there there has been evil. But it's not only the major cities. It's the small cities. It's the little towns and the little villages. It's the little suburbs. There's, There's murder and robbery and rape and abuse of every sort everywhere and it's not only the great countries or the the large countries it's the little countries too it's the bolivias and the chiles and the perus it, it's everywhere across the face of the earth the world has been given up to iniquity like never before in its history never has there been such evil committed upon the face of the earth to the level, to the degree, to the amount that we see presently and have been seeing over the course of the beginning in the Great Tribulation back in 1988 and up until today in the Day of Judgment. It is uh, unprecedented in, in every way imaginable the scope the the amount of it the the uh the outright 
boldness of man sinning against God and man declaring, we don't care what your word says, we don't care at all what the Bible says, we will do what we want to do, we will make our own law. Yes, yes, the Bible says a man and a woman are to marry. We don't care. That's not right to us. That is immoral to us. We will write a new law. And we will say as long as two people are are loving towards each other, that's all that matters. That's now the law. And you had better adjust and you had better come uh, under that law or you will be... Um, persecuted in a way, I guess. But, but this is the condition of the world today. The condition that matches only one time in history. God has restrained mankind's sinfulness, as man has always been a desperately wicked sinner, but the Holy Spirit has kept his hand of restraint sort of holding back all this flood of iniquity throughout generation and generation and generation. Why is that? Why is that when we look back? Yes, we see outbreaks of war and outbreaks of atrocities and outbreaks of this and outbreaks of that. And and it always was there to remind mankind, look, the Bible is, is right when it says you're a desperately wicked sinner. But overall... Overall, there was a general morality. Overall, in nations, there was a general lawfulness in many ways. And and that was the case all through history. God allowed enough sin to show men their sinful nature, but not the utter chaotic things we see today. They were held back by the Spirit of God, because, frankly, the world cannot function very long under these conditions, as the the world is self-destructing, in a way, in society, as people are uh, doing whatever they they please in whatever way they please. And so God restrained it until the time of the end. And, and that's a big evidence we are there the bible says first of all absolutely surely there is an end and then the bible says here's what the end will look like and and people reading matthew 24 with the fallen apostate church or second thessalonians chapter 2 or romans chapter 1 They would see elements of all those things in whatever generation they were reading that would make them think, is it today? And and wonder. But when God would finally bring it to pass that the elect living on the earth at that time no longer wonder. It's not like we read these scriptures and say, I wonder if today is what is in view with Matthew 24 or Romans 1 or Second Thessalonians 2 or Revelation 13 and the beast being loosed and all the world worshiping the beast. No, God's elect are not wondering, we're not questioning, we're not thinking, is it today or will it be a later generation? 
but it is so certain, so established, that this is so unprecedented, that God has made it clear, it is now. It is now the church age is over, that the apostasy has come. It is now that the world has been given up to these sins. And just look, look at any time in past history, you'll never see the things happening that are happening today happening then. So that's a second certainty that surely there is an end. God declares there will be an end to the world. And secondly, here are the characteristics that will be in view at the time of the end, and God's people see these things absolutely. We were not questioning either of those two points. We know these are the indicators that the Lord has given when asked by the disciples, what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? And then Jesus gave answer, and so we now see the sign of Christ's coming and the end of the world. Certainly, absolutely, without any question whatsoever. The only question remaining concerning the end of the world is the matter of exactly when it will be. When will this certain end come? It must come shortly, considering all is in place that the Bible has said would be characteristic of that end. And we know that. And it's just this third question or this third point concerning the end. Exactly when will it be? Well, um, Lord willing, when we get together in our next Bible study, we're going to look at that question that uh, points to, of course, we all know this by now, October 7th, 2015, as the date for the end of the world. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.